On today's edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast, we're going to discuss the potential missing piece on defense this Sunday against the Rams and Fletcher Cox. Can the Eagles live without Fletcher this week, plus a potential shootout in L.A. against the Rams? LOE 3, all that and more coming your way on this Friday edition of Lockdown Eagles. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Lockdown Eagles podcast is sponsored by Prize Picks Daily Fantasy. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use the promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. We thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Louis DiBiase, Gino Camilleri joining you as always. The Birds trying to get to 5-0 this Sunday in Los Angeles against the 2-2 Rams. You know, we're going to continue to preview that matchup on today's show. And something we've got to get into is on the injury report, Fletcher Cox has not practiced all week dealing with a back injury. Does not look like he's probably going to go on Sunday. So that means more Jalen Carter, more Jordan Davis, especially more Milton Williams. Fletch has been having a career rejuvenation this year. Not that he's been bad over the last few seasons, but this is the best he's looked in a long time. So I think this is obviously not ideal against a really good passing attack with the Rams, not having one of your best interior pass rushers. But at the same time, I don't know, Gino, like as good as Fletch is as he's been playing right now and as important as he is, I think this is the one position they can afford to lose like compared to like slot corner. This is the one spot I'm not really sweating, at least at this point of the season. Sidney Brown is also going to be out of this game. It yeah, looks like Britton Covey is questionable right now with a concussion. Marlon Tui-Pelotu is also going to be out at that interior rusher position Mm. so it's a big day for the young kids it's a day for those puppies to become some dogs and they already are some dogs they're bulldogs and they're competing to be two of the best defensive tackles in the national football league but what i mean by that is that in these moments where those guys that have been there for 14 years i.e fletcher cox the people that you were going to replace them with jalen carter and jordan davis what better time than the present in a huge game, Lou? You talk about it. Cooper Cup is going to be back. We feared on this show that he was going to play. And without Sidney Brown, it's going to be tough. But let Jalen Carter go for 60 snaps and say, impact this game every single snap. And the thing about the Rams, they are not great up front. They're one of the worst pass-blocking teams, according to multiple multiple sources, Sports Info Solutions, DVOA, ESPN, and the Eagles' best part of their team is that front. And not just the interior guys that are going to have to step up. We'll probably see a Jomo dress for that first time. Contavious Street will probably take more snaps. But how about guys on the edge, man? Like, it's going to be a big week for Hassan Riddick to step up. And Josh Sweat, those guys should step up in a huge way as well, knowing that they don't have arguably the anchor of their interior so far this season. Yeah, I think it's time for the edge rushers to really step up. And the good news is they had their most complete performance last week against Washington as a whole. It was the best game Brandon Graham's had this year. Very high PFF grade after that win. Josh Sweat had a career-high nine pressures and a sack. Hassan Riddick, it's his first sack of the year in seven pressures. So they're coming off their best game of the year. They need to finish this week for sure. They need the most out of Hassan, Brandon, Josh. Especially, I think maybe you use Graham a little bit more inside. Maybe there's more Nolan Smith in this game. Again, they're still fine without Cox at defense 
defensive tackle. I think, honestly, I've been wanting more snaps for Carter Davis and Milton Williams anyway. But I think on the edge, it's time for those guys to step up and just really go off like they did last year, week after week. I totally agree. This is the game where they have to step up. And it's been a a downward slope for the Rams since they lost their bookend tackle and Andrew Whitworth to being one of the better guys on NFL Network. I I love his commentary, by the way, way. too, Gino. Matt Stafford's on 100%. He has a hip injury, Lou, and the one thing that I think Washington did a good job of last week, especially Sam Howell being a young quarterback, is knowing that those Eagles edge rushers love to get upfield, and he would take advantage of that. Look at how many times he escaped the pocket, or I mean, heck, even Kirk Cousins at times was able to take advantage of that, and Baker Mayfield, but Matt Stafford, this is going to be the equivalent to Mac Jones. And our friends D-Mac and Travis over at Lockdown Rams, they said that Sean McVay, he, he doesn't do a lot of that quick game. Like Matt Stafford, he does hold on to the football. And they said one qualm they had with him was having to get that football out quicker. Yeah, You talk about a recipe for disaster if you're an opposing offense. You have to hope. You have to hope. Because, frankly, if they hit home and Cooper Cup gets in space, and Puka Nakua gets in space, which Sean McVay is going to scheme them open as much as they are going to win their man-on-man matchups because they are two very good wide receivers. You know Cup is going to be itching to play his first game back. That interior and the edge has to hit home. But more than anything, they have to get to him early because you have to not allow them to go to their run game, get their run game going where they be where they can become balanced because if you can get to Stafford early, get a couple three and outs where they look to pass the football and they get behind the sticks because they miss a first and 10. It's that's where turnovers happen, right? I that's mean, where turnovers happen. And that's right. where you get good field position. And that's where you're going to take advantage of time of possession, which the Rams are right there. They're right behind you. I think they're averaging around 33 and a half minutes per game. That's what you have to do. I feel like the Eagles have to do what maybe teams that are playing Philadelphia do and try and take away the amount of drives from Matt Stafford because if he can just throw the ball downfield all day long, and sorry I'm getting long-winded, but that's the recipe for the Eagles to lose. If Matt Stafford is upright, that's how you lose this football game. I will say, too, the secondary needs to buy the pass rush time, too. The annoying part is I think sometimes this front four gets some blame for not getting there fast enough. But I don't know how it's realistic, even against a bad offensive line, for this this defensive line to get there with a four-man rush in half a second. So the secondary needs to get these quarterbacks off their first read. They have not been able to all year long. They need a bigger game from Darius Slay, who's not been great the last few weeks. James Bradbury. Gino, you mentioned Sidney Brown not going to play in this game. Not ideal considering Cooper Cup lives inside a lot. Puka Nakua has been playing well in the slot, even Tutu Atwell. So it's it's a team effort. Again, the secondary has to help the defensive line. The defensive line has to help the secondary. Not ideal that they're not going to have Fletcher Cox, but at the same time, they have enough talent still to hit home. And Gino, honestly, I think this is kind of a sign for the rest of the year that Fletcher, as good as he's been, and you want him on the field with how well he's played this year, you have to limit his, you have to lower his snap count like they did last year. You want to keep this player healthy all year long. He's been playing a lot more this year than he did last year. And the thing is, I I think you have that peace of mind to do that now with Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter and Milton. Out of those three, Lou, 
They've been amazing. I, I mean, yeah, it's like, what are we missing that they shouldn't get? Milton has not been on the feet. field enough. And I, again, no, it's that's the hard. guy you got to be running, Lou. That's the right. guy you got to let throw 125 yes. pitches. That's the you, guy you just keep yeah. chucking fastballs. Let him. He's unbelievable. He's as good as Fletch mm-hmm. has been, right? Right, and he, it's been tough to find him snaps because of how well Cox, Davis, and Carter have played. But Milton, when he's been out there, has been as efficient as those three. Absolutely. I mean, PFF has him, I think, right now as a top-five defensive tackle graded against the run. So I do think when Cox comes back, that snap count with him and Milton, I think, need to even out a little more because Carter and Davis have still been heavily featured. But I think it's Milton and Fletch that need to even out. Not 50-50, but I think it needs to be closer percentage-wise than it's been, at least when it comes to snap counts each week. And I think the the best thing about Fletcher Cox is that he can play both the run and the pass, but of course you want him going after the quarterback, in my opinion. And yeah. let Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter and those young guys, let them get some, I mean, tread on the tires. Let Fletcher Cox, he's, he's earned it, dude. He's been here for almost a decade and a half. He has deserved to play 30 snaps a game and play 30 efficient snaps a game because you look at his counterpart in BG, that's how they should be using Fletch to an extent. Yeah, yeah you want to see it, him though. in there. I right, do get right. dude, he's great. He's great. He's been great. Right? Yeah. He's great. As good as your favorite car is, when it gets to 200,000 miles, it's going to start to break down. The guy has played consistently, never really suffering a big time injury, Lou. He is an iron man. He is a war. This guy has played 15 plus games every single season it feels like yeah he he deserves to get rested and deserves to get those type of snaps but as good as he is it's hard but you have Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis and Milton Williams and the collection of the linebackers that you're now going to be able to have N'Kobe Dean back soon and there's ways to circumvent having Fletcher Cox on the field for 100% of the defensive snaps. This isn't 2019 where Malik Jackson is hurt, Timmy Jernigan is hurt. They don't really have anybody else, and you mm-hmm. need Fletch to play 70% of the snaps. You have, and Tui Pelota's not playing in this game, but when he's healthy, you're very deep. This is maybe the deepest mm-hmm. position you have on your roster. So, yeah, a little less snaps for Cox, even as well as he's playing, I think, when he comes back. Not going to play most likely in this game against the Rams. And, you know, even look, look at the injury he suffered. It's the old man injury. He hurt his back because he's been playing so much. He yeah. got an epidural, man. Like that's shout an old out man to, injury. That's <laughs> that's a Fletcher Cox. You're either pregnant and giving birth to a baby, <laughs> or you're old man Fletcher Cox playing and you have to professional get, sports. Yeah, yeah exactly. 100%. So I, I can't imagine how tough it is to play with that injury, and he deserves it, man. Like he deserves to just be the guy that can go a hundred percent every single snap. There's no reason he should be hands on his hit. I I know he wants to be out there. So does BG, but you got to limit these guys, right? I agree. Get the best out of them each and every week. Gino, could this game be a potential shootout with two very good passing attacks? We're going to get into that coming up next right here on Lockdown Eagles. Before we do that, we have a message from from our friends over at Bird Dogs. Proud to have them sponsoring the show. And I quite literally had them on about an hour and a half ago when I was at the gym because they are the best athletic shorts that I've had. They're the best joggers. I literally wore them on a flight. They're as comfortable as sweatpants, but as stylish as some of those Lululemon joggers that you see. And they're even cheaper and more comfortable. And they have anti-stink sweat wicking fabric, which is the best. You know 
you've been on a flight, people have some BO, man, you're not going to be the most smelly person on that flight or anywhere you, where you are because of bird dogs. I know Lou loves them. I love them. Everybody here at the Lockdown Podcast Network does. My wife even takes them. I, I know they're made for men, but she takes them as well. Anybody can wear them, and you can wear them today to go to birddogs.com slash NFL or enter the promo code LOCKDOWNNFL at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle. You can work out in your bird dogs. You can drink out of their water bottle to stay hydrated. And you can do that by going to birddogs.com slash lockdown NFL for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take off your bird dogs. We promise you. Welcome back into the Lockdown Eagles podcast, a Friday edition of the show. Thank you so much for making us your first listen each and every day. Louis DiBiase joined, as always, by Gino Camilleri. Eagles-Rams this Sunday at 4.05 in Los Angeles. And Gino, I don't know, this game feels like it could either be really close because of a shootout type of atmosphere, or the Eagles are going to blow the Rams out of the water. I guess a huge part of this dictates on whether or not Matt Stafford looks healthy dealing with that hip injury. Was it an ankle too was pretty messed up against the Colts. Um, so he's just not a hundred percent. I feel like the Eagles I'm very confident could put up points when it comes to the Rams. It's as we mentioned in segment one, if the pass rush can hit home, if the secondary bounces back, then maybe this is a blowout. But at the same time, Cooper Cup returning. Puka Nakua has been the rookie of the year on offense this year. Stafford has been good when he when he's healthy, when he's upright. He's turning the football over, but he's producing explosive plays. So I don't know. It could go one way or the other. I, I do think, though, there's going to be points scored in this one, kind of like last week, Eagles Commanders. Did you see what the Colts did to this Rams defense in the second half? Well, that's half. why I'm confident at least the Eagles are going to throw the ball well. Anthony Richardson looked incredible last week. I think I said it on the show the other day. Do you not think Nick Sirianni's calling Shane Steichen's like, hey, what worked for you guys last sure. week? Like, let's yeah. try that out. And I expect the Eagles offense, who has more firepower than Indianapolis, who has a better running game, who has a better offensive line, to definitely take hold of this game at times. And the thing that you have to hope on the other side is that the Rams don't do the same with their offense, which it is an explosive offense. We know that. Stafford's numbers... They don't look incredible, but when you see him on tape, he is playing as good as ever with a bad offensive line, and that's the thing. I think the Eagles' defensive line versus the Rams' offensive line, that's what this game is going to come down to because if you can hit home and the pass rush or the the back end via the pass rush can hold them for around two and a half to three seconds – It's going to be a tough task. Darius Slay is going to have to step up. We'll see how James Bradbury steps up this week. We'll see what their plan is in the slot. I'm assuming they keep James Bradbury outside like they did. Mm, I see, Gino. I would want Bradbury inside this week if Cup is playing a lot. I know they said they like... Would you shadow Cup with Slay? Yeah, I mean, maybe. I don't know with how well Puka Nakua is playing, though, too. I might just be comfortable saying, because both of them are going to play, I think all three of those guys are going to rotate inside right? Mm-hmm. Atwell, Nakua, and Cup, because all three of them, I think, do their best work on the inside. I would keep Bradbury in there with no Sidney Brown this week. I know they liked what they've seen from Roby the last few days since they've signed him, but I don't know. To me, it's Slay on the boundary, unfortunately keeping Job out there too, and probably Bradbury inside for one more week. So what they did in that first half of the game last week. Because this is the matchup, didn't you know. Really like exactly with a team like I would say Washington or Tampa Bay, where they have receivers that are great that play inside, but they don't always play in the slot. This is the matchup where I say Bradbury's got to be in there because I think the majority of the snaps, their best player is going to be inside. 
or one of the two or yeah definitely i, I like yeah. i don't mind that approach i don't mind yeah. it and then try your best i mean you're going to have reed blankenship back mm. justin evans should be back to hope alleviate something in the in the back half there but it, it scares me to death man like how explosive can they be now with cooper cup back but the thing is if it does get into shootout mode lou we saw that last week jalen hurts went blow for blow against the washington defense that i was would probably say after watching them last night is on par with what you're going to get against the rams and they have a dominant interior take away aaron donald like don't let him ruin the game jeff stoutland that's key Big game for him when it comes Suo to Pets game up playing at right guard. No yep. Cam Jurgens. That's a that's a big matchup. And as much as we say we got to keep Matt Stafford off his feet, Jalen Hurts also has to remain on his feet. And by that I mean he has to remain in the pocket and not scramble because, frankly, he's better in the pocket. He's not as good outside of the pocket. We know that he hasn't been explosive when he gets outside of there. His numbers aren't as good and interior pressure. And you're going against one of one, the guy that we compare Jalen Carter to, who we are saying Jalen Carter is the next this guy, and you are going against this guy being number 99. And did you see, Lou, this will make you laugh, who had on the number 99 practice jersey to be the guy that they had as Aaron Donald and scout team? Well, it better have been Carter. Brett Toth. Oh, my God. <laughs> I knew that would get That might have been the last guy I'd pick to be Aaron Donald. Oh, 100%. No way you're going to get a good look. Nobody in the league could give you a good look for that guy. Gino, it's interesting, though. I do feel like this is a game Hurts needs to be better outside the numbers. He needs to be more explosive as a runner because if Aaron Donald has success, I mean, of course, Jason Kelsey is the best center in football. You've got him going up against Donald. But if they find a way to get Donald matched up one-on-one at times with Sue Opeta, that's going to be concerning, especially in Opeta's first start in a while at right guard. So Jalen's got to be better outside the numbers, evading that kind of pressure. You know, PFF says Donald has the only guy that has more pressures than Jalen Carter this year. Um, it depends on who you ask. Next Gen Stats says Carter is ahead of him. But either way, that's a key matchup for sure. Um, and Jalen did talk about it. Him and Brian Johnson were both asked during their press conferences about his rushing this year so far, why the numbers are down. And both of them kind of alluded to there's less designed runs. They're playing it safer. I think teams are honing in more on him in those RPA, RPO situations. So I think this is a game, though, maybe you need to rev it up, depending on how that matchup with Donald is going. It's a great point because you can only hope to not take that right hook from Aaron Donald, but it's going to come at some point. Right. And yeah, if you're holding Jalen back, this is one of those outings that you hope you can let him off the leash a little bit. Don't Mm. revert back to 2020 Jalen hurts. We know that right. When he goes into these games as a, as a younger kid, he just reverts back to his athletic self. Like you definitely have to hang in the pocket. There's going to be opportunities there. As good as Akello Weatherspoon is playing, outside corner for the Rams, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith absolutely dominated Kendall Fuller, Emmanuel Forbes, and Benjamin St. Juice last week. And Mm -hmm. you can do the exact same. So he's going to have to hang in. But like you said, those moments when he has to be let off the leash, he has to say, today I'm going to be the best athlete I can be, and there's no holding back in those opportunities when necessary because he has to stay healthy we can't win any games if this kid is getting hurt and that's a lot of the reason why i would say they have held him back a lot of the time the first four weeks gino from as you mentioned with as you alluded to with the receiver matchup against their corners from a pure talent perspective 
outside of Aaron Donald, the Eagles are so much more talented on offense than the Rams are on defense. According to their EPA numbers, I mean, the Rams are bottom 20 against in pretty much every category against mm-hmm. the pass and against the run. I will say we're talking a lot about the passing game this week, but you know, this could be a DeAndre Swift game. The Rams are not a great rushing defense. How do you stunt Aaron Donald from getting to Jalen Hurts? you rush the ball. I mean, you run the football with Suopeta. That's how you get a backup guard going is through the ground. And so I think, you know, this could be a, a good game for DeAndre Swift as well. Overall, I'm not super concerned unless Donald wrecks the game that they're not going to be able to put up points. Again, the main matchup that I'm a little worried about why it would be close is if Stafford's just getting the ball off quick and the secondary doesn't have an answer. That's pretty much the key for the Rams if they're going to win this game. What is the approach the Eagles take with Aaron Donald? Is it the approach they took with Micah Parsons last year? I was year thinking where the same thing. Do you just don't block him? I don't you know. You don't Not block him and the, read him? That, that's he's what I'm too saying. too fast in the middle of the field. Because Are the you going to read Parsons, 99? No way. Yeah, the thing with Parsons, it was tougher because you know he's on the edge and you do make him read and make a decision. But with Donald, I don't know. He's, he's right there. He's right in your face already. I don't know if I want him untouched. I don't like the approach of it, so... Yeah, I'd pass on that. Jeff Stoutland isn't really a guy with his jersey mentality to shy away from any fight, so he might just come right out, and they might just run that... Try and run it through Aaron Donald. Like, your best player, we're going to take him out of the game completely. Like, they could just triple-team block this guy and say, all right, DeAndre Swift, like, get outside zone, run to the edge, and and just go beat Beat the unblocked guy. Yeah, exactly. Go beat the guys who you are clearly more athletic than, clearly far superior when it comes to personnel, and... The Rams are definitely overperforming, but let's be real. They brought like 35 guys to rookie minicamp because they have a very young team. They have they definitely to. overperformed. They almost blew one of the worst comebacks in the entire NFL this season and maybe ever last week to the Indianapolis Colts. If the coin flip went a different way, much like the Eagles, they might have lost that game in OT. But this isn't one that I am looking at as easy. It is going to be a test for this Philadelphia Eagles team because as good as the Eagles are, the Rams are in a division where hypothetically they could come out with a wild card if they continue this trajectory. Oh yeah, if they get a win and they're at three and two, they're in the thick of it right now in the NFC race. But I like what you mentioned about Swift. Maybe you just let him win those one-on-one matchups. I mean, look at that one play in overtime that set up the game-winning field goal that just checked down on third down where Mm -hmm. he beats Jamin Davis he beats him to the corner. He beats him at that angle with just pure speed. And so, you know, I think that's definitely something to keep an eye out for. Very curious to see how they do defend Aaron Donald on offense. We'll find out on Sunday. One more segment coming up right here on Locked on Eagles. LOE3 presented by FanDuel. Gino and I both have three different player props for you in Eagles Rams. But first, a shout out to another one of our sponsors. It's Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. The most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. All you got to do is select two or more players, pick more or less in their projected stats, and place your entry. The Eagles have been really helping me out so far this year on offense. It's been up and down for sure, but I have been going with more based on Jalen Hurts' stats, Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown. Those are the three I'm investing in a lot, and I'm winning some money over at Prize Picks. Here's something new, too, to Prize Picks. They have a reboot policy with your entries. For NFL games and college football top 25 matchups, if you have a player who ex- exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. That is huge. Changing the game. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use the promo code NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepicks.com slash NFL. Use our promo code NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. 
This is the Lockdown Eagles podcast. We are wrapping up a Friday edition of the show. Louis DiBiase joined, as always, by Gino Camilleri. Guys, of course, football season's here. We're a month in. Lockdown is kicking up our coverage with Lockdown NFL Kickoff Live. Each Friday, Lockdown's going to go live at 2 p.m. Eastern time on every Lockdown YouTube channel, including our own. Host Tanitra Batiste, Jarvis Davis, and Kyle Krabs breaking down every game on the NFL slate to get you ready for your team's matchup, your fantasy lineups, the betting angles, and more. Plus, get in-depth analysis from all of our local analysts, including Gino and I, find Locked On NFL kickoff every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern time on any Locked On NFL YouTube channel. All right, Gino, it's time for LOE3 presented by FanDuel. And man, do I need some help with these bets this year? I've been winning them money since 2021, but it's time to get right. I had a big first week, Jalen Carter getting that sack, and then it's been downhill. But the thing about gambling, the thing about betting responsibly is that when you stay within the amount of money that you're wagering, there's always a way back if you try hard enough at anything. And that's what we do here at LOE3. And we're trying our hardest to give the people what they need. And that's hopefully some money for the holidays and hopefully some happiness around the Philadelphia Eagles. I think what's killing me is I'm just investing too much in Dallas Scottard every week. You got to stop chasing this guy, man. I, 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 I hopped off happen. today. It's it's going to happen at some point. I feel like I've lost so many times. I got to get a W. Don't walk also, into a casino with that mentality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the anytime touchdowns I was feeling early in the year too, but only Devontae Smith was hitting home for me on those. So I'm four and eight right now, minus 4.04 on units. You're plus 3.86. You're four and five on the year. So only one game below 500. We've got plenty of time to make up some ground but here's three player props each that we're riding with for Eagles Rams and Gino we're going to start with your first bet plus 25 plus receiving yards in each half for Devontae Smith plus 180 I love that bet for sure his over was around like 55 and a half or maybe 60 and a half yards and I'm thinking that this is a way kind of to circumvent it with a, a better odds with plus 180 it's like minus 114 to get yeah, it's the a way over better approach i like it yeah right. and i'm saying this guy's going to get two or three catches per half easily they're not going to be able to man up this team every single snap no way the washington commanders had better corners than the rams and Devontae smith is elite folks like this kid is really good 25 i mean that's got to be per quarter rate for this guy 25 per quarter give me 25 per half each half at plus 180 that that seems like crazy money in my opinion i would almost be a little confident i mean it's bolder for sure but if if the bet was each quarter i still might consider that there is there is there one for like maybe that'll be maybe that'll be an extra bet for me later on but i I like that bet for sure plus 180 odds Devontae smith 25 plus receiving yards each half for me i'm taking the over on 65 and a half receiving rushing yards i should say on the day for deandre swift minus 114 the rams not a great rushing defense deandre swift has been to me one of the best running backs in the nfl the most rushing yards through the first month of the year for an eagles running back since Lashawn mccoy back in 2013 65 and a half, I'll take that. I think the Eagles are really going to try to stunt Aaron Donald by running the ball early. Give me Swift, and I think he's taken, slowly taking over the backfield from Kenneth Gainwell when it comes to touches. It's not going to be as split as each week goes on. The thing about this game is that even with as much success as Swift had last week, which wasn't crazy numbers, but you're still going against one of the better run fronts that you're going to see all season long, especially against Tampa Bay, too. I mean, yeah. 65 and a half. I was chasing a hundred last week. Exactly. Yeah. I'm with you at 65 and a half. I I think he could get that in the first half or even the the second half when they're trying to close out the game. If they kind of take that lead, 
he could pound out 65 uh, rush yards in the last two drives, in my opinion. I agree. Gino, you've got your second bet being Hassan Reddick to record a sack and the Eagles winning, plus 125. We mentioned the edges need to step up this game. Best game they've had all year from a total positional standpoint last week against Washington. Hassan, last year, once he got that first sack, the dam blew up, and I think maybe this is the time Reddick kind of gets it going again. He's got the cast off. Cast is off. going to be a big game for him. You want to solidify yourself as that guy for the Eagles, especially with Fletcher Cox out of this game. As good as Jalen Carter is, I think he's going to get a lot of that attention, obviously, on the inside. Hassan is going to get, I think, multiple hits on the quarterback, and he's definitely going to record a hit. I don't know if all – or record a sack. I don't know if all of them are sacks, but I think Matt Stafford is going to be aware that Hassan Reddick is in this game. And last week, the other element of the Eagles' win was a Dale Scott touchdown. Didn't get that, so let's go with something I know. The Eagles' pass rush, Hassan Riddick, and the Eagles' win, plus 125. I'm going to go back to the well here. Anytime touchdown, I'm going to go with Kenneth Gainwell at plus 240. I just feel like maybe I think it's going to be a big game for Swift. He's going to be heavily featured, but I'm sensing a little touchdown vulture here from Kenny G. And they use him in the red zone a lot. The two-point conversion they gave him Mm -hmm. the ball last week, that third and 11 they gave him the ball, they sometimes like him in short area situations. Boston Scott was sitting there at plus 1,000 as an anytime scorer. And I was thinking I the like same that. thing as Kenny G, but they have a lot Quez more Watkins, confidence. Gino, but I can't do it anymore. <laughs> no, you, you have a lot play. more confidence of the Eagles giving the ball to Kenny G in the red zone than them wanting to target Quez Watkins. In the and I don't even zone, know if he's going to be the third receiver this week. Is it going to be Zacchaeus? It's going to be a much more even split than it was before Quez went down. It better not be Quez. I don't think oh, he's a be. better worker. He's a better yeah. horse, dude. I mean, like, that he's exactly he made what last you need. week. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, can't take him off the field. All right, Gino, your last bet minus minus excuse me one hundred six. The Eagles over twenty seven and a half points. Yeah, I, I love that bet. I think again, this, there's going to be a lot of points scored. At least I don't know if it's going to be a shootout or a blowout, but the Eagles are going to put up points. And the thing is, Lou, we keep saying like as good as they were in this game, where could they get to? As good as they were, where could they get to? This is the defense. As good as Aaron Donald is and as good mm-hmm. as some of the guys they have be- have on the team have been playing, this could be that game where we're like, yeah, the Eagles just absolutely dominated. They are a better football team. This is a game that before the season started, they knew they were going to come in here and dominate, and that didn't waver in their mentality at all, even with some guys out of this game. 27 and a half points, that's below their average. They they're going to 30 already twice, right? Yeah. I mean, 25 plus they put up 25 or 34 in each game. <laughs> they're on fire right now when it comes to scoring points. And yeah, this could be the game that late in the game, Matt Stafford is even trying to battle them back in. And you get that late weird Brandon Graham fumble from Brandon cooks to return to the house in that 2017 game, which ultimately got them at 40 something points. That game is one of the all time great games. We need to talk about Lou at some point this summer Eagles-Rams 2017. What a fun game that was, and I think we're going to get something close to it this time. Hopefully the Eagles come out on top, and let's hope we don't have to stress as much as last week. That was brutal. I'm with you. Speaking of stressing, my last bet I'm going to stress over because I keep going back to it and I keep losing, but I'm going with the over on Dallas Goddard receiving yards. I can't trust this guy, There's going to be a Dallas Goddard game. There has to be at some point. 36 and a half receiving yards. That's not even that bold to me. I mean, that's it should be a few catches. Last year, this guy averaged 15 yards of reception. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's down to 6.8. He's just not involved. They're really honing in again with that RPO game. They're letting the run go, and they're saying Hurts isn't running, and we, we're watching Goddard over that seam, over the middle. 
And I don't know. I think eventually, though, he's just too talented to not get the ball. I know Hertz is really his chemistry with Brown and Smith this year has been on another level. Um, because even Brian Johnson said today, there have been some plays where Goddard's open and the ball just does not go his way. Mm-hmm. I think with all that being said, the shoe's going to drop at some point. And again, it's not like this is saying he is going to have 100 receiving yards. 36 and a half. Normally for Goddard, that's a couple plays. If the number was higher, I would kind of shy away from skip. it, but I yeah. get your mentality. But yeah. as I said before, don't walk it's into tough. a casino in, with that mentality. You're, yeah, you'll lose so much money. Points. I've taken him the over on receiving yards twice this year and won anytime touchdown over three. So yeah, let's go keep, one for three. Keep hitting when you should stay. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, Gino, that's going to do it for LOE three presented by FanDuel. Of course, every single week we've got bets for you on FanDuel player props. You name it, all that and more final segment of every Friday show. That's going to do it for this Friday edition of the podcast. I'm Louis DiBiase alongside Gino Camilleri. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. We'll see you on Sunday night for the post-game show, hopefully talking about a fifth straight Eagles win, this time against the Los Angeles Rams. As always, thank you so much for downloading, watching, and listening, and let's go Birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.